Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Happy night. Happy evening. Happy Thursday. Um, happy everything. Whatever you're feeling today, just call it happy. If you're happy, if you're sad, just call it happy sad day. I don't know. I don't know how to mix it up uh, for you until we really get into what's going on with you today. But for the time being, welcome and welcome back to another episode of the B Mix right here on Be Exposed Radio. Thank you for coming back or coming on. Um, I, I, you know what I realized I didn't do for the new year, y'all? I think I didn't. I think I thought I didn't and then I might have and I can't remember. That's the problem. Y'all ever try to figure out something that you know? We might get into this later. I, I'm going to just stay right here with it now. You ever <laughs> realized like that there was a block of time that you remembered, right? And, and I'm probably just talking to my folks that, that barely remember anything. Like me. Um, and there was a block of time or a certain, you know, scene or scenario that you remembered. And then now sometimes gone on now you just don't remember that block. Like that's just out of your range of what you remember. I, I know it's not just me, but it's fine. If you, if that's what makes y'all feel better, then we just gonna go with that. That is just me. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being a loner, but I know that I'm not alone because this show is for everybody. The unseen, the unheard, the forgotten, whether it be the forgotten part of you. Or for the person that just doesn't belong anywhere than me. So welcome. Welcome to your safe space. This is my safe space. So I'm sharing it with you. Is that okay? Um, if it's not, it's going to be. Um, before we get into some things, I got a few announcements. Okay. Govern yourselves accordingly. Okay. Wait a minute. Let me, let me make sure everybody got this because we, I'm, let, me, let me share this out before I make these announcements. Make sure that everybody's getting in on this because... Um, this is what I need. I need. I need everybody to get in on this because it's 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 almost unbelievable for me. But it could just be me. Um, okay, I think I shared that out. <clears throat> y'all, let me know if y'all got that. Okay. First and foremost, I want to make y'all aware of something um, <laughs> that I was just informed of. Okay, apparently. Since I eat chicken nuggets without sauce, I'm eating rocks. That's what I was told. That's what my producer just told me. Because he has the experience, y'all. So <laughs> y'all watch yourselves going to, to the McDonald's here, okay? Um, apparently, they out here handing out uh, hotcakes without their sir. What kind of no-no mess is that? Y'all, but th- this is the part that behooves me. Why am I producing this say? <laughs> He said they gave him, I'm sorry, y'all, I'm so tickled. They gave him for his hotcakes, they gave him, oh, with well, a hotcake platter, right? Gave him ketchup and butter. I'm so, what he finna do with that ketchup? And then we got to talking about uh, it, who, who was putting the ketchup on the eggs? Ew, I'm sorry, I'm not judging because this is a non judgmental place, even though I was judged for not wanting sauce in my chicken nuggets as an adult. And apparently, again, I'm eating rocks um, because I've never heard that one. I've been judged for it, but <clears throat> moving on. Um, but because they giving him the ketchup, I guess they're going his eggs. Why this thing then said they gave him a chicken box, baby, an embryo box? I'm sick of it. I'm telling y'all right now, I almost canceled the show two minutes ago. I, I did. I almost did because he makes me sick. So that was that was for my producer because he definitely makes me sick. <laughs> Um, but on to like a, a, a more serious, um, announcement, govern yourselves accordingly. Yeah, again, y'all, I had to share this just because I just saw it mm, a few hours ago. Y'all, I don't know if y'all caught 
And then um, not even if you have to be like keeping up with, because I mean, what is there to really keep up with beside I'm surprised and I'm not gonna say proud, but I am surprised that they're actually putting forth some effort to, you know, catch these folk, you know, what they call them, the insurrectionists. Um, the folks that, you know, the monkeys and, and jigaboos that, that ran up, up and through y'all national capital. How do we spell it last week, y'all? That's C-A-P-I-T-O-L. Okay. I know it's been tearing y'all up. I know, Stank. It's C-A-P-I-T-O-L. That's what got them folk, you know, all they was running all up and through there. They were not running through the capital as in a capital letter. Okay. Capital letter as in the mommy letter versus the baby letter. That's not what they were running through. They were running through the nation's capital, C-A-P-I-T-O-L. Okay. That one's for you. Okay. And so, Chow, the one that, and I don't know how really to distinguish him, but they referred to him in the article that I caught as, <laughs> it's not funny, as Captain Confederacy. <laughs> I said I wasn't gonna laugh about that. Excuse me. Um, do you know this thing was a professional fireman here in Baltimore City? I, again, because I know I yelled a little bit last week, and I want to say I apologize, but I'm I really don't. We're gonna get into that. Um, of things just about me that I've realized um, in recent time. Just just in 2021. What are we? 14 days in. Hi yeah. Ooh, how we get? Oh, my. Yeah, halfway through the first month of the year. My God. Okay, moving on. Um, But I know I yelled a little bit last week talking about y'all shouldn't be surprised. I I still feel that way. But I want to apologize in case it was a little hard to receive, I guess, because it it really wasn't. But I'm trying to respect everybody's feeling like, you know, I'm I'm working on it. But it's not that it surprised me to find out that he was a fireman, but I don't know, for lack of better word, surprise, maybe shock, maybe take it, just honestly, just taking it back. Like it really just brought, y'all know my word, even from last year, we're going to keep on going with it. Reflective. Okay. Reflection, self-reflection, if you will. So like when I reflected on it, just like, oh my, yo, my elbows are interesting. Keep those down because it took me a good old bath. That's two Fs at the end of that. I didn't grease nothing. Okay, um, moving on. <laughs> and so it, it just the final day, he's a fireman here. Like, so how does that make, like, y'all, this is why I still feel how I feel about the separation, right? Separation over segregation. That could be our movement. I'm just saying, it sound, it's kind of catchy. It's kind of cute. It could work. Um, but this is why, because... Just thinking about it, like, so you mean to tell me if my house caught fall and you got the guy that was proud to run through the Capitol, right? Waving the Confederate flag um, with his son, nonetheless, like, <laughs> babs, <laughs> um, like his son. And so they just, I know that it's talking about the father. It doesn't really, it just said along with his son. So I'm assuming the son also turned himself in, in Delaware, but the father did. That's what I know. King Confederacy or Captain Confederacy um, turned himself in just earlier today up in Delaware. And bruh, like I said, was a fireman here. Like just, it just took me like Reddit, like, wow. Again, wasn't really surprised or shocked, but just like, wow. 
like uh, we already know like you know of the other armed forces so we know the you know the police force right we know we know that there are you know racist members you know all up and through there all up and through there but when you just think of different areas like oh man we are just who chat any who's any who's any who's it kind of takes us into our our topic for tonight but um yeah that's just just let that just ponder on that a little bit y'all let me know if y'all feel some type of way and if we need to revisit that because i don't want to move on from that kind of like open it up because it's a thing for me and i'm just working through it I, I don't know it's not a, i'm not gonna say it's not a huge thing but it's not something i need to like stay on and linger on for a long period of time but i definitely felt like i wanted to share that because like i said i was just like um, I really hope y'all will be on here screenshot me. I stay making some faces on here, but that's 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 neither here nor there. We're gonna go ahead and press on through here, like so, like that. Um, <clears throat> so the promo for the show today, um, you know, I, I, it always works out that I find like a you know, a meme or something, like a phrase, something that goes along with what I'm trying to get at for the night. Um, and I don't know, I really think that's just gonna always be my vibe, um, unless I can't find that. The only thing I really was going to do until I found this thing um, that I ended up posting for the promo was like the caption that I posted with it, which was, you know, what is your social resume? I like that. <laughs> I came up with that one first. And then, like I said, I found this, um, this, I guess it's a meme, even if it's just all words. I don't know. Young people. I don't know. Y'all be having me feel like I'm old and unhip, which I am, but uh <laughs> That a meme? Is it just pictures and something fun, something cute? I don't know. Moving on. Um, But the promo that I posted for the show tonight reads, as you are shifting, you will begin to realize you are not the same person you used to be. The things you used to tolerate have now become intolerable. Where you once remained quiet, you are now speaking your truth. Where you once battled and argued, you are now choosing to remain silent. You are beginning to understand the value of your voice. And there are some situations that no longer deserve your time, energy, or focus. It says and focus, but it should say or, but either way, or focus. (laughs) End quote. Uh, By anonymous, it didn't, didn't say whom. Um, whom's thought that was, so that's by anonymous. And so what do you, what y'all think about that? And that, and that a lot to like, um, to chew on. Um, first of all, it acknowledges that we are shifting. That's for all of us. That's for all of us. Y'all went to work with me today. When I tell you I'm tarred, I think I'm at my, I might be at like my up, up and moving, like active, like 12 hour mark. And I think I can just feel myself just coming on down. Okay. I'm going to take me a little nap and get up and do all this work that I need to do. That has to be out by the morning, but I am doing well because I'm in my mind and staying focused. Look at that. See time, energy, and focus. So it acknowledges that we all are shifting. What does that mean? Anybody feel like they're shifting? Anybody think that they're shifting? Um, (laughs) Have you planned to shift? Oof, that was my knee. I don't know if y'all heard that pop, baby. That felt good to me. I'm telling you that right now. I, <laughs> I am so raw and authentic today. I'm telling y'all, like, usually, but baby, today is, is definitely today. So y'all going to have to bear with me. But that's what we are right here on B-Mix. 
um, on the BMX show anyway. So I'm just going to have to kind of go with it. I mean, if not, you know, that's your next one. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Moving on. Um, I love you, but I don't want you to, you know, go through and stick, stick with my stuff. If that ain't how you feeling today, I'm all about how you feel. Okay. Because that's what we're talking about today, about getting into like how we feel as, you know, as a people, as ourselves, individuals, um, who we are, um, and being, and more so of being aware of who we are, how we are is a big part. That's a big, big, big piece. That's where that social resume comes in. Y'all, I'm just, I see bosses doing what she want to do. I actually threw this little tap knot up right before I got to say my intro channel because I just, it, no one wants to work with me. Okay, you're lucky I toss my bonnet on. If I if that didn't go against all my rules, okay, I toss my bonnet on here unless it's like a night night special or something. I don't know. But um, have you planned to shift by now? Um, and I'm probably jumping all around my notes now if I talk about. So I had a therapy session today. Um, and it was actually supposed to be yesterday, but either way. And so had a therapy session today and. Um, I brought up the fact that I've, and I've actually had this conversation with someone like recently, I don't know if it was in the new year, it might have been right before the new year. No, I think it was in the new year. Um, just a few days into it. And I just, I had a place of like, what's interesting is to have conversations, whether with yourself or whomever, um, that, like, you know, you've either had with yourself before or you've thought about or even heard other people, especially in your co- close range. Um, you've had heard them have those conversations with themselves. And then when you have it with you, you're like, I know this is from a different place. Prime example that I've heard plenty of people say, like, you know, oh, I haven't done enough. And oh, I feel unaccomplished and this and that. Right. Which I've, you know, somewhat somewhere like had those feelings, too. But I always had to be realistic with myself that. A lot of the times I found myself that some things that I have obtained and accomplished um, could be looked upon as like, you know, wow, I did it, you know, earlier than either my close group of people, you know what I mean? Like family, friends, associates um, or peers in general, you know, age group or whatever. Um, And so it's funny because I always have the opposite of myself. Like I know things about myself that I'm always like late to the party. That's funny both ways because I used to have a real bad problem with timeliness. I'm claiming that I'm better, even though we can't tell because we won't go nowhere, but don't worry about that. Um, so, but now, like I've, like I said, I've, so I've heard um, people have those conversations with themselves or just, you know, about themselves or um, I've had those conversations with people again for themselves. And so then I've, you know, somewhat like when you converse with others and talk about their stuff, It should allow you to, let's be very clear about this. It should urge you to not necessarily to interject yourself in that situation, but that's one, it's, it's so, it's so good to just put yourself there in in different ways, because one of the benefits is that it's a good practice for those that have issues with being empathetic, because I've, I think I've said before on here, if not, I've definitely said it. Um, that I believe that how people will say like, you know, I can't, I'm not empathetic. I can't empathize with you. I don't know. I can only sympathize if, you know, if I could, but I can't. So, right. So it's either, you know, a sympathy or, or, or nothing. And so I believe that we all, 
if it's not already in you, it's definitely something you can practice and obtain and, and, and work toward, you know, it being a, a characteristic or, you know, something that you possess, like a, a skill or an ability that you possess. It may not necessarily be innate, so you weren't born with it, but I mean, okay, right? You can practice um, empathy. You can practice become being empathetic. And so that's one way as, as to like when you hear other people's stuff and that it doesn't necessarily mean it's only people that are close to you. It could be, you know, people that are far off. You've heard of a celebrity going through something and you just put yourself there and you get to ask yourself, like, what would I do in this scenario? Like, that's what helps your brain juices get to flowing. Like, some, 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 some of y'all that I get, I was about to say some small, my knee popped again. They cracked again. Um, so I'm not claiming that my knee popped. I'm sorry. Let me use the right words. My knee cracked. Not popped. Lord have mercy. Um, <laughs> I do not have time to be falling apart. Amen. But um, you get to you know, ask yourself, like, you know, what will you do in that scenario? Well, you know, just something. Um, and it's not necessarily because what I was saying, I want to get very make clear today is that people, I think, misconstrue the good of that, the benefit of doing that with when you hear somebody's stuff that you're like, oh, no, I wouldn't if I were to do that. Like, it's a right and wrong way to do everything. Am I right? I'm right about that. Um, right and wrong way to do absolutely everything. Everything. Okay. Every all, every all thing. Okay. Um, and so, you know, it, while when you hear, like I've apologized in conversation, like recently, you know, just with my sister and all, like we'll talk and I, I know, and I acknowledge that I, you know, I guess I use the word interject or just, I relate it to myself because I, and I always explain, that's how I understand. That's how I am able to receive. That's how I perceive, um, even though I'm not a self-centered person. So that's, it's funny about me that um, there's a balance there and I'm very well aware of that. So into like my social resume that I always, I always find myself using the word balance, use myself, use that word, um, I'm referring to myself earlier, even on my therapy session, um, I was talking about one thing and I was just like, yeah, I do this. I struggle with either all or nothing, all or nothing. But yet there's a balance in me that I'm able to, you know, recognize that in my all, all phase, um, that, you know, I, I, no, 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 <laughs> backwards in my nothing phase. There we go. In my nothing phase that I celebrate my small wins because I'm in my nothing state phase. So it's like, I'm doing nothing. I don't feel like I don't want to do nothing at all. I'm taking a break. I'm slowing it down, whatever. Um, and yet, you know, it'll be like, so, oh, I did something, you know, small, but that's a big feat, you know, because I'm in my nothing phase. And then in my all phase, I realized that, you know, I need to do better at, and, you know, even if I make small, small steps, you know, accomplish small things, even though it's in my all phase, I still need to celebrate those things, Right. And so it's just a balance. And like I said, just being very much aware of self. Um, and it's the only way to do that is, y'all know what to do what? Which do what? What would y'all supposed to be working on 2020? Reflection, self-reflection. If y'all don't say this just about every time, every time that we meet, that we talk, I don't know. I'm doing something wrong. If y'all don't say it with me, self-reflection, okay? Um, but you know, it's a, it's a big deal to, to make sure that you, you're aware of your social resume. And that's the best way I could really put it. 
Um, and then, you know, of course, there comes, you know, spiritual resume. Child, y'all know I got some mess to tell you. <laughs> Let me, before I get the spiritual resume, I'm going to stay on social resume, y'all. So I'm aware that I am, I'm good at a little bit of everything. Um, like when I think of like sports, little known black history fact about Benia is that I've played quite a few sports, quite a few. And then even the ones that I didn't necessarily play on a team, right? Like an organized team with or anything, um, I like took to. So the other, like I said, the ones that I didn't play on an organized team that I took to. So like um, all throughout school, all throughout school, I always loved like tennis and I like soccer. Um, I feel like in recent days I've learned, well, recently, like when I was like training with a trainer, um, so some months ago that I realized that it takes, you know, much more skill than I to be good at soccer but so I, I don't claim that I'm good at it but I just naturally like I really like you know I don't know feet around with the ball I think I was clumsy enough and I don't know uncoordinated enough to where it worked for me to be able to I don't know get all around the ball and move it move it move it um anyway but definitely love tennis oh my gosh I love tennis um badminton love those you know sports so again never played on any teams for them I'm trying to think of another one that I didn't play on a team loved it um all right right. I ain't gonna lie so football's on my mind right but listen (laughs) before y'all get to judge me football's on my mind because when I was in elementary school and I went to went to a couple of them but the elementary the school that I stayed at between kindergarten and fifth grade right um which I know you're asking like well isn't that all of it but I don't know about y'all, but as a lot of people I know, so I think it might be a Baltimore thing. I don't know, but as you go to a couple of them, like in the beginning, I guess when you French, we try to figure it out. Um, <laughs> that I went to shout out to St. Bernadine's, um, for I think heads no, yeah, yeah, Head Start, um, Miss Sugarman, um, and <laughs> then I went to oh my gosh, I, I can't remember. I think this Edgewood, Edgewood for pre K, um. Little known black history back, y'all. I swear, because I almost I always forget that too. So shout out to Edgewood. But then I went to back then. Let me drop, let me drop my age on y'all now. Okay. Didn't even know that I was just all up and through Paul Kites, okay, coming up. Um, but I went to back then it was called such a long name for no reason and really didn't even go together. It was called the Rosa Parks St. Ambrose Catholic School. Anyway, <laughs> so long story short, once there was a name change, because I still remember our um, our gym sweatshirt or our gym t-shirt and sweatshirt, like it was like a round emblem. I think we were the Bulldogs and it went around. So at, in the beginning, of course, at Rosa Parks and all that, I remember it was all like the ashy one. And then when we got the newer ones, all cute, because our colors were like blue and blue and yellow, royal blue and gold, whatever. Um, then it was once they did the name change, y'all can guess, well, what was the name change? They took all, they, they gone, they went in to Rosa Parks right on off the bus. They did. They took Rosa. They did. And they left it at St. Ambrose Catholic School. So um, that's why if y'all ever see me praying, I always do the sign on the cross. I have to go here and mind your business. I don't care. All good and Christian. And I still does. I was about to say dues. Does that sign of the cross. I can't help that. I probably have some other like Catholic ways about me, but it's there. Um, anywho. But while we were, while I was there um, for all the elementary school, then um, <laughs> we had like the, in, like in recess, because we had nothing, 
nothing. We had concrete to play with. And then in the spring and the summertime, honeysuckles that grew up on the vines on the thing that we used to eat. Moving on. That was it. So we may do. And then it was like the boys, they run around, they try to fill up everybody, all the girls, jump us. It, I was like, that was, that was all that was happening. We were on the girl side. So there was the boy side and the girl side. Boy side was smaller. I, I got to make sense of all of this. So I have to talk it out loud. Um, but I would go over to the boy side and play football. Like, leave me alone. I don't want to be over here. I'm uncoordinated. I can't do that. But I can get over here and I can run, though. I can tell you that. I don't care. So that's why football is like low-key on my list. But not, not really because I guess I didn't. It's kind of like a team. I really, whatever. I was, I was always one of the boys. It doesn't matter. Um, like naturally. And so, and so, um, but like all, like other sports. So I, sports that I played is baseball, not even softball. People always try to correct me with that. Like, oh, you mean softball? No, never play softball. Definitely play baseball. Um, it's like the only girl on the team in like a couple years. Anyway, and then what about I play? I've played basketball like on a team, elementary, middle, and high school. No, no, not on a team in high school, just in gym. Because I've realized that in middle school and high school, child, I just figured that was not my sport. I liked it, loved it, and I had like some natural abilities to be very honest. But I either broke or I definitely sprained my ankle one of the times, and I think I broke it the second time. Like, mm-mm, nah, not no whole ball. You can't have this. No, we're not doing that. I should have known then I wasn't going pro, like in any anything in like any sport because I was not willing to give y'all a bone. I'm not doing that. Why? What do I look like? Wishbone? No. 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 Mm-mm. Um and so uh what else have I played? Like, oh I played lacrosse. Um uh, I was on a band. It is a sport just like ballet, period. Um done both of those. And so all of that to say like I naturally had like abilities where like looking at me because I was always thick. So that's <laughs> That's not a surprise. And so, especially like like dance, you know, that's definitely something you will want to look at and be like, okay, look at the table. Okay. Like I, re- I distinctly remember, first of all, I've said this before, that dance really is my true love. Side note, while I'm here, I don't think I shouted it out before. Y'all, please, if you have any brown colored baby anywhere near you, whatever the relationship is, please sit down with them. Just use that as the excuse. If not, catch it yourself on Netflix and catch the, um, just, I can't believe I haven't known about it all this time. Like I feel like sick about it, but the, uh, the, I was about to say brown skin. That's not what it's called. The hot chocolate nutcracker, Debbie Allen's, um, dance company. Like it's just a cute little, like something to catch and something to watch. I'm telling y'all, it gave me all my feels just for myself, but then knowing that I have a daughter and looking forward to and hoping that she gets into dance and just loves it. Definitely plan to find some mommy daughter dance classes because mama going to get out there and pop lock it too now. Okay. I get my, you know, first position, second position. Like I can do this now. Get you some plies, some, all right. I was about to mispronounce a few things. So I just cut myself off right there, but uh, <laughs> I, um, I miss it. I love it. Oh my Lord. And so, so much so though, that I had like natural abilities that once I got to high school, Rest in peace to the realest person ever to walk the hallways of Western High School, only the best. Miss, Miss Goodman, mm, my goodness, Miss Lori Goodman, my Lord, love her down. Anybody that came through Western and met her, knew her, like, loved her. So just, uh, and she was just her, she was her. Like, that was, oh, Lord. Um, and so, what, y'all forget it. 
Who is 40 Cal Shorty? Yo, cutthroat. I don't who was that on Instagram? I'm sorry. I kind of gave them a free shout out. Pew. I, somebody just started following me Instagram. Okay, sorry. But <laughs> I get sidetracked easily. But y'all, so she um when I was in her class, like, and then there was like a I guess it was a project or something like that, like of just a collab between her different classes and um, she would teach like a, a bigger, like, um, you know, choreography. And then we had to present it or, you know, like if you were selected and I was selected to move on. Cause she would say like, she always called us our last name. So Richardson, like you, girl, what, what in the world? So I was supposed to like try for the dance team, but I was in band. So it was like this tug of war thing, but I just knew like, so it made me feel good. Cause I hadn't been in dancing so long since once I got into high school and it just felt good. It felt good to like be recognized for something that I knew I was actually good at because I'll say that being na- yeah, having a natural ability or just being naturally good at a little bit of everything, it 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 does something to you about like where you land your confidence, like which bucket you'll say like, okay, I'm confident that I'm good here. Like my older brother, he all, I mean, it's funny that he hasn't said it maybe in the last two, maybe three times that I've seen him or talked to him rather. Um, but usually anytime we talk, you be like, when are you going to get back to hooping, yo? Like, when are you going get, to get back to ball? Like, balling. Like, I'm just like, in my opinion, I wasn't good. But yet, if I think about it, you know, so either who. So the point is, <laughs> all of that, right, to say is that, so like with my social resume, I've, I had to realize that I'm just, I'm honestly like good at a little bit of everything. Um, socially that makes me more relatable and it helps that I'm respectable and respectful, right? Cause they go hand in hand. Um, and it allows, like, I think of, allows such a large body of people to be able to relate to me in some way, shape or fashion. And I had to like, you know, talking through my therapy session, um, talking about like my book, I've been struggling with, excuse me, getting like finishing my book. I I really only have just a few, like I've said before, just a few small chapters to go. Yet I have been struggling with getting it out, getting it done. I think that it would be such a relief and a release for me. And so there's something inside of me, maybe my subconscious that's just like, no, my Lord, you know? So I, I relate to, you know, even though I am not this person, especially if you know me, (laughs) if you know me well, I have to realize I'm start saying that now. You know me well that I think that it would be hard for you to even imagine or, you know, fathom me being the person to say, like, addicted to drama. Like, you know, we will say, like, oh, some people, they just addicted to their drama, they addicted to their this. But we have to be so cautious of when we use these big, heavy labels and titles and words over casting over people. Um, because, like, it's the same thing, like, when they say you point in and it's for... Okay, right. Do man for quick. Sorry. Um, four. Okay, or three. Three fingers pointing back at you. Right. Um, it's it's kind of that same thing. So, it, it a piece of that. Whatever you're calling that person, you might be able to recognize that in them because it's some part of you in there. I know that's how I operate. That I I ne- that's why I try to proceed with caution and you know maybe voicing my opinion or you know offering some advice. Um, to anyone because it's really like I, I, you know, my gift of discernment. I see this in you, whether if it's you know areas for improvement or you know good things to highlight. But um, 
especially when it's areas of improvement, because that's that's touchy. And that's, you know, that's a that's a touchy place for anybody, you know, that's trying to heal, maybe have never considered healing or thought they were healing correctly, but then learned that it's more to it or whatever the case may be. And so when you pull that out, I'm that person that can recognize it probably because at me, I never put anything. I, I kind of take a piece back to my original statement of when um, like I take a piece of it, you know, with me, you know, some kind of way. Like I feel like I've had every conversation I've ever had for a reason. You know, I've heard or read or saw something on social media or whatever for a reason. Like it was for me, it was a deposit into me because not everyone, you know, there are billions of people in the world. So not everyone, even though even on social media, that things are so easily accessible, but not everyone is seeing exactly what you saw. So when you see these different signs, because God will definitely get to you by any means necessary. So I totally believe that he'll, you know, he's sending me signs like earlier Oh, Lord, I can't even remember now. I'm going to just take it as it was a deposit into my spirit because my mind can't recall it. But I remember that in a particular time that I saw back to back, back to back earlier today of like different messages saying the different, you know, like pictures or whatever, or uh, yeah, messages as in like the words, but giving the, the relaying the same message, like saying the same thing. So different sayings relaying the same message. I should say that. Um, and so you take heed to that, right? And so your social res on your social resume should be that, you know, you not a heater, but <laughs> a take heater, but you know, you're a listener, you're attentive, you are an active listener, because I know in recent prayers, I've um, you know, asked God to to bless my ears, like anoint my ears so that I can really hear from you. Like I really just really need your guidance um to get out of whatever little funk I was in. Um where I was like on the verge of going into a funk, but you know whatever. And so, um, that, um, it's, it's important for a person like me to, to explore the few things that I am exceptional at, right? Like what am I absolutely exceptional, exceptional at, right? At doing, at performing, at creating, at, you know, bringing, producing, bringing to, you know, to fruition, what am I exceptional at doing? Um, and, and once I explore that, then to do that, right? Like, I know I was, I was having this conversation earlier on in the week uh, with my sister, and I know she was saying, like, on, on her list or on her spiritual resume, uh, uh, social resume would be kind, right? Um, and so, you know, are you kind? Like it's things like that. Like if you were to really write out in a in a resume format things about yourself, not not job, you know, experience, not you know things like that, but just when you list like your skills and list your objective, like so your personal life. So maybe I should say your instead of your professional resume, it's your personal resume. I keep saying social, but I think of like you know how you interact with others. Um, but your personal resume what in the world would be on there? Like, because you write it for yourself. You make it, right? Um, your resume is is a reflection, literally a reflection. It is not just a reflection of you, but it is your reflection of yourself for others to look upon. So when you write your professional resume, when you draft that, that is for others to be able to look upon to see what you've done, who, you know, what kind of to conclude, you know, what type of person you are because of what you've done, what you do, 
um, you know, how, you know, sometimes I ask for hobbies and all that. I haven't even looked at a most reason I can do resumes in my sleep. So it's crazy, but I haven't looked up like any like updated resume formats or templates rather. Um, but, you know, for the most part, I remember it's still having like hobbies on there if you kind of want to add them, but definitely like skills and, you know, acquired, you know, certifications, all of that. Right. Um, and so no lie. <laughs> When I was having this conversation with my sister and she was like, you know, kind, I forgot how she said it came up. I know somebody like mentioned it and then it just made her like reflect, right? Love that. Made her reflect Um, that I I was like, you know, I think about me, I will sweep a rug. I am a rug sweeper. Do you hear me? Like, (laughs) I enjoy sweeping my rug. No giving. Only have one, technically two um, in here, but still like. I will sweep a rug. Like I used to enjoy, I had this one apartment. I would take all my rugs outside when I'm cleaning. I feed them like, you know, the old lady um, that I am. And I just, I enjoy that. Like I'm a rug sweeper. Um, That's probably why I use the whole analogy about, um, not probably, it's definitely why I use the whole analogy about it's time to lift up the rug and sweep from under it, not sweep under it, but sweep from beneath it rather. Um, because I, that's exactly what was happening one day. And I like, I always, you know, sweep my rugs, sweep around it, sweep under it, I thought. And then, so I lift it up and I see like some, you know, some dirt, or more so like some toys. I'm like, what in the, what in the world? When did, oh, hi Natalie, thank you, beautiful. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have got to be able to take compliments better than that. I'm, I'm, I'm a child. But I, um, you know, I, I just, I realized that I lift the rug up and it was like, oh my goodness. And so that's why I use that analogy, right? So that I am uh, like, a like I guess in addition to my confession last week where I shared with y'all that, baby, I enjoy being home in my nightgown, okay? Grooming children, mm-hmm, I said it. Um, so I guess my nightgown chronicles, that's, that's that section of the B-Mix, um, is that I'm a rug sweeper. Right. So that would be on my resume um, because then you get to explore each of those. Like, what if what if everybody at least attempted to write their own autobiography? Oh, obviously, own, but write their autobiography. I don't think I would ever want anybody to write my biography. I say that now. Catch me sometime. But, you know, I, at the least, it's because I'm working on my autobio. Right. Um, and it's because I would want the world to have at their fingertips, you know, the, the, the reflection that I have of myself, of things that I have gone through. That's why I know that my autobio is a sequel, right? Um, maybe even a prequel. I mean, uh, a threequel, <laughs> triquel, whatever. Um, because, I just, because I, like it, it has to, okay, boom, Benia's been through a whole lot. Like here's all of the, and then Benia sees it as good and this and that. Like it has to be like that. And so it's like, I've been beating myself up because it's like, I need to finish this. I want to finish this. It is my contribution to, you know, society, to the world. I truly believe, and I, I honestly, I dream now of like the interviews that I'll have after I publish my book. Um, and not necessarily rehearsing, but, you know, to talk about, you know, where it even came from. And my belief is that as, as, for believers, right? So either current believers, um, you know, former believers that are hopefully, you know, coming on back. 
um, or new believers, right? Those two come and those that are in the process now that um, our, just like the constitution, that, you know, there are amendments to the constitution. Now, I ain't gonna go deep into it about, you know, who is who and all of that. I, we we gotta get that part, right? But just the fact that there's this, you know, very important, very serious, you know, governing document. And then, you know, there comes a time, comes along, people are like, hey, <laughs> some changes need to be made this thing. First of all, I'm not wearing a white wig all the time. It's crazy because now we went now and then they use it. Whatever. Um, history will definitely repeat itself and then but we look really good in it. Side note, I always love black people in like white hair. Oh my god. Great hair on us, white hair. Oh Lord, I love it. It's just this one is naturally, oh Lord. I, if you are going gray, baby, let that thing gray on up. I know, I know it's always people always say back, like, well, it's because you have it, or it's from the roots and the uh, forget that. Don't call it nothing. Just leave it. Let the thing come in all patchy. I don't care. It's cute, it's beautiful. Moving on. Um, but you know, like at some point somebody was like, Hey, need a little amendment to this thing, need a little change, a little switch up, a little sign, a little addition, a little subtraction, a little multiplication, division, something. <laughs> Enough division was in there. Moving on. Um, so I I view that, and that could be from my, you know, like studies of of, of politics and policies and, and political science. I am a political scientist. Um <laughs> I'm gonna work on my winking, y'all. That's why I keep winking on that. But <laughs> I um I, I see the Bible as that. And so our contribution in life as we go on as believers is write your own story as your amendment to the Bible. Because as a true believer, we really have to get out of the way of saying and thinking and operating that, you know, oh, there's no manual to life. Technically, technically there is. And then depending on, you know, which, you know, religion you associate yourself with, you, you have. I, I'm, now, I can't speak for all religions because I know for sure there are like millions of them or at least thousands of them in India. Um, you know what I mean? So I don't know if each one, but I, I'm pretty sure that that's how they made them like official, that they have some type of something. So, you know, what's equivalent to their Bible, their Quran, their, you know, the list goes on. Right. Um, I believe that all of them have that. If, if I'm mistaken, I am mistaken. But, um, so our amendment to those is writing our story. So if, as a believer in any, you know, respective, uh, religion or, you know, denomination that you claim was that you claim. Okay. Um, as far as your spirit is concerned, uh, that there is a governing document and, you know, that, that is your manual, your life manual, because I love how like my, my pastor and Bishop um, says often, he's like, you know, the Bible is not a book of suggestions. Like it's not like it's, is is niggas what you supposed to do? He don't say that. I'm sorry. That's, that's my interpretation. That's my mix. That's my B mix of that. But it is like, niggas, what you supposed to do? Like, that's it. That's why you are to read it more and more because literally it happens just like they say it. Like as we, when we're younger, we don't realize that it really can happen the way that we hear the elders. You know, we've heard the elders talking about that all our lives in church. Of, you know, if you read it, you know, God will speak to you. He'll, he'll make it plain for you as you're reading. Right? not do that ain't speaking to me like that because because we're listening for you know the fire in the bush and you know raw rabbits 
he's talking to you then. To Benia, he sounds just like this. He didn't put it plain for me, right? And so that's what I'm listening for when we, you know, align ourselves and get ourselves in the right position to be able to hear directly from God, right? So anywho, um, but he, uh, I, I believe, he, I believe, <laughs> what was I say he? I believe that, like I said, that it's uh, for in order for us to to you know, add to, you know, this life manual, we share our stories. Hence why I firmly believe in, you know, us having platforms like this, but just on a regular natural basis of just talking to each other, sharing, you know, experiences, um, putting forth, you know, ideas, scenarios out there and just sifting through them and figuring it out. Um, Because just in the conversation I was having with my sister, as I was sharing, like, you know, I really enjoy sweeping a rug. She shares that she really enjoys cleaning her bathroom and like that. Okay. Like, okay. Um, and then like different nuggets can be dropped on you, like legit in a regular conversation, y'all. Um, the same sister, she called me, um, my niece and goddaughter, she called me and, and told her, told me that, you know, she overheard her class and they're learning like, y'all. Y'all going to forgive me because I really don't care if you judge me about this. But I am, when did she call me? What, today's Thursday? I think she called me Monday. So I am three days, three, four days, three, three days ago old. So the information that Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s real name or first name or birth name was Michael King. I am behooved, to say the least. Um, it takes me to a place. It definitely takes me to a place. Uh, it takes me to a place uh, because I, we were clearly lied to, and we know this. We know this. I know we've said it, but when you when you hear the lie, like when you, I mean, when you get the truth, and you're like, "Wow, that is just." I, I, we were talking about it again earlier today. She and I, and I'm recalling that every you know we we hear all these different stories that they start off you know. He was born, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. to Martin, like, oh my Lord, the lie is so deep. Um, but so it started making me think of, because I had been really prepared, like these notes, or just figured out which, you know, which way I was going with this show, this week's show, and to talk about like social or personal resumes. And so even with that, it made me think of like, okay, MLK is actually Michael. Okay. Um, MLK Jr. Well, senior too, but okay. So MLK Jr. is is actually Michael, right? His social or personal resume might have been different, but we're all aware of that of, of that you know that resume of MLK Jr. Right? So we're not aware of Michael, and I don't. I I'll do more research to find like when exactly his father changed his name. Um, you know, like what age? But up until then. You know, up until the time that his father changed his name to who we know him to be, he had a resume then. Like he had a personal resume up until then. So he has a Michael, you know, resume and a Martin. And so I think it's important to understand that whatever your resume might have been. Oh, come on. I feel a word coming. <laughs> whatever your resume might have been before. That's what it was before. Prior to, 
in the past, not the present, not the future, but that is up to you to make that a fact, right? To, to make sure that whatever it is that others might have, you know, so we, we could talk about a peer resume. How would others rate you? How would others, you know, how do others perceive you? It is important. Let's, that is your B tip of the week, okay? How others perceive you is, I'm not going to say equally as important, but it does hold some significance. The misunderstanding is that, you know, people will, will say and have said it for so long that, oh, you know, I don't care what people think about me. Okay. And that's supposed to equate, you know, confidence and, you know, I, I hold my head up high and all that. That's cute. But that's not authentic. It's not. Right. Um, what is authentic is, is understanding that you can very much so have, you know, confidence in yourself. Um, because if anything, let me go back. That that mind frame, that psyche, <laughs> um, is is arrogance, and that's where. So we all know that too much of anything can be a bad thing. So even too much of a good thing can be a bad thing, right? And so you can have confidence when there when it be when it tips over and becomes too much confidence, then it's arrogance. Okay, um, and so you want to stay at you know confident. That's fine, right? So that's why I think last week is when, we, when I touched on a little bit of this too, of saying that we have to be careful. I just know I've said it in the past of like, have to be careful of, you know, when we say one thing that society makes it seem like it completely negates the other. So if I say, if I just look in the mirror, even if I'm in a group, a room, you know, full of women, beautiful women, right? Um, especially if they're black, period. Um, this is for Breonna Taylor, by the way. Don't ever forget that I believe that. Um, and I happen to look in the mirror and, you know, just walk past myself, would catch myself and be like, I am beautiful. That's not for all the other women in the room to be like, so what I'm not, I'm not beautiful. I'm not pretty. Like that is dumb. That is stupid. That is, that is dumb. And it is stupid. It is stupid as well as it is dumb. I don't know how else to put it. Okay. It's very dumb that that's the way that we operate as a people, as a society. Like, as soon as I say one thing, right, isn't that what we're fighting about? That we say Black lives matter and they want to believe that we're saying that their lives don't matter? No, it's because y'all have been making us feel like our lives do not matter. So we are just making the sole and firm statement of Black lives matter. That's it. Not, Not saying that nobody else's lives matter. We're just saying, you know, like I said before, I think I said this on here. If not, I've said it elsewhere. Like maybe we should add comma also, period, to the, to the phrase. Black lives matter also. Or black lives matter too. I don't, I don't know because, you know, y'all, y'all like to put that T-O when it's supposed to be T-O-O because T-O-O equates to also. So I don't really want y'all to mess that up a lot. So I'd rather just use also. But We'll have an English class or something, y'all. We're going we gonna to do something. We're going to get us together, y'all, because the capital really, oof, God, y'all. Y'all told me up with that one. I ain't lying. Y'all told, y'all told me up with the C-A-P-I-T-O-L, okay? Capital, nation's capital. That's what that is. O-L, O-L. I digress. Um, but, you know, so it, it's about the fact that, you know, whatever, like I said, you're, 
previous social or personal resume might have been and even what your, like I said, a peer-to-peer resume might have been. You know, if you've ever been in school, you didn't have to just go to college to experience this of, you know, okay, you finished, you take your test, now switch, give it to the person next to you, everybody give it to the person to the right of you. We're going to grade them, give you all the answers you graded. So that's, you know, peer-to-peer, um, oh Lord, assessment or uh, grading, I don't know, something. I forget how they, they put it in a cute little way, but either way, right? So peer peer-to-peer something. And so, you know, it will be the same thing as far as a resume. Like, well, how do your peers perceive you? What do they think of you? What would they, not even just what do they think of you? Because we all know it's one thing to think of it, but once you put it on paper, it makes it, you know, it solidifies it. It makes it that much, you know, realer, more real. Um, And so, you know, what would somebody put on paper about you? I care about, even now in my living days that I believe that I'm you know, alive and well right now. I'm pretty sure that I'm alive and well tomorrow and for a good little, you know, good, good, good amount of days to come. Right. Um, but I still consider like what people will have to say about me when my day comes and I go to glory. Like what will they really reflect back and say about me? Because I have been totally misunderstood. Hence why I open up the show with, and I, I probably will actually start leading with or the misunderstood. I think I've left that out way too many times in my intro. Um, but that's really who this, who this show is for. Like, it is just to talk things through of the people, like of where you are in your thoughts that you just feel like, like, don't nobody get me. Like, I just don't understand. And that can be a very lonely place. Um, but you are not, you are not alone. Okay. I promise, like legit, I am here with you because I really, truly believe that I am the most misunderstood person on the face of this earth, like, <laughs> like for real, um, just because that's just how, how my life has been, um, so much so that, uh, I'm actually, I've had, so, what was that, okay, sorry, no, I was trying to slide through, so that, um, <laughs> Let me say the good in this first. The good is that God is really reconciling families in this season. I am seeing this um, and, and living this myself like right now. And it does not necessarily, let me tell you this, it does not only refer to biological families. So family by blood, it doesn't just mean that. Um, it means whomever you have deemed um, as your family who has withstood the times um, that you have faced, that the world has faced, that we're currently facing now, whoever your family is, um, he's reconciling them. And I think that uh, what needs to be very clear is that there is, <laughs> I keep saying misconstrued and misunderstanding, but there's a, a misinterpretation of when, even, like say if you're in church and you hear like someone praying about um, you know, uh, you know, at, pray for, you know, family reconciliation and all that. So you, you automatically have a picture in, in your mind. And so this goes back to why we as a society and, and especially as a black you know, a community have this, I don't know, we, I keep using the word, I guess that's the word for the night, misconstrue. We misconstrue the idea of like something just because that's what we have a picture of. Like, if I say to you, especially to anybody in Baltimore, if I say, you know, uh, a girl from over West, like you might automatically just somehow get some picture in your head 
or at least one person that you know that fits that description and then they, that's the representation for it all. And that is something that we as a people have to get out of. We have to adopt the concept of case by case, scenario by scenario, situation by situation. That is the way that I live, breathe and eat and sleep and operate. Like my whole life, everything is case by case. I am forever in in my mind, like, um, like exploring, you know, endless possibilities. So I know that if one, if somebody says one thing here, that's why I need clarity. I, I need clarity. I think that if we think that way to a certain extent, that it would force us as a people to speak more precise and pre- precisely and, and with more clarity and more, that would be, uh, that would promote and encourage um, a higher sense of certainty. It's important is what we need. We are such an uncertain people. And I get why though, like our history and just, um, and so it's, it's the idea of, um, shoot y'all. <laughs> oh, my thoughts are all, oh, that's what I give me a sleepy. Oh, so I was saying of reconciling, um, families that we get an, I, I've always got an idea of like, you know, you hear like, oh, we're praying for family reconciliation. You think of there's the prodigal son. So that's the son that just went off and, you know, had to find his way and figure his stuff out um, and come back. Or you just think of, you know, physical distance, right? As we are now socially, physically distanced from our loved ones and associates and friends and things like that. Um, and, 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 you know, all types of people, right? But reconciliation isn't necessarily that. And I'll give you, I'll tell you why, because the family that I'm referring to is that we, we've been around each other, like quite often, um, or, you know, often enough. Um, but yet there was, there was definitely a moment of reconciliation for us very recently. I think it was like Monday of this week. Um, and we, and it's crazy because I was like about to get into my little feels about something that had nothing to do with that. And I just, and I got the random phone call and it was asked like to have this talk. And it started off with me like wanting to be like, I'm like not in this place. Like I wasn't asked if I was, you know, even open to have a conversation to hash something out. Um, but okay. I was like, I'm just hearing it. So, okay. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll give it a chance. And that is important. That goes back to the episode when we were talking about um, just the, ch- the blessing and the choice right then and there. The blessing and the choice to let it go. Because I really could have been, you know, I could have chosen to be bent out of shape of, you know, I could have just let everything, you know, there was a lot of dumping out in the beginning, like for me to just a lot of information for me to take in initially. And I could have chosen, you know, if I wanted to be nasty and bitter about it, could have chosen to be like, okay, like, like I've done it, like, okay. And just be like, all right, and hang up, like bring response to nothing. Let them feel like, you know, they got everything out, but that's not closure. That's not how you work through things. Right. Um, And so either way, and I did not chose to, you know, just pull myself out of my little place where I was in to take on the fact that we're talking about, you know, something um, that even, you know, once it was like all brought out, like it bothered me. And then so to be able to talk that through and I was like proud of myself for that. And so the reason why I say that, um, you know, it's, it's reconciliation because it was like, like I said, we were not necessarily physically apart, physically distanced, but something there spiritually, emotionally, um, as far, and I say intellectually, which doesn't mean because everyone has like intellect. So that, that doesn't mean like smarts or brains or no, that's not what I'm saying, but intellectually, as far as like the way we think, I, I absolutely am very clear that there's no one on this earth that thinks the way that I do. I, I know that. Um, and 
talk about a lonely place, but it is what it is. Um, and so I just, instead of me, like all or a lot of my life, I view that as like a negative thing. Like, oh, I just want somebody to understand me. So one of the best compliments that I, you know, ever received was like, oh my God, you appreciate the way I think? Like, my brain, for real? Like the stuff I say in my mouth, because some of that is what I up here, but it ain't all of it. But, and then sometimes it don't connect when it comes from here to out here to out. Okay. And you just appreciate it. I appreciate you. Right. So definitely one of my favorite compliments. Um, it's a rare one, but when I get it, I'm like, um, and so we were distanced on all those different levels and to be able to, you know, and it's been a prayer of mine, like, and that is just, I can feel it and see it like being fused together. Of course, every, every good thing takes work. So of course there's more work to do. And I'll say that in times like these, be very mindful and cautious of, I'll really, I'll go as far as saying like of cautious of the enemy, like trying to use, because I know that um, you ever have something where like, say, say separately, say um, out of an argument, right? So an argument that you'd be like, afterward, you'd be like, dang, I could have said this. That would have been, oh, that would have, that would have been good. So not necessarily that, because this is exactly how I was trying to explain it to my therapist earlier, but not necessarily that, but it was something like, like, I know the enemy is trying to make my brain go back to that conversation and be like, you should have said this more, like more of this, or, you know, been firm here and said that. And then I've just dismissed it. Like, ah, 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 no, like all what was said right then and there was what needed to say. Cause if anything, while everything is being dumped on me, knowing how I was already like feeling. And I had, I was like in a place of like, I wanted to just put what I was feeling out of my mind, like prior to the call and just enjoy, like it was supposed to have a good, like watch a movie, with Sydney, with my daughter, and then we were just going to go to bed. Um, and that didn't work out that way. So I had to like, uh, I really just had to like say a little, you know, like prayer, like in that, in that moment while everything was being dumped out because I needed help to be able to be present in that conversation. I'm telling y'all right now, like if you're not talking to God on regulars like that, like something that you would want to think is small, like just, just small, just but it's it's a major thing. I'm just like, Lord, help me with this conversation. Help, help me with this. And it doesn't, you don't have to be nasty about it. Like, it doesn't mean a nasty thing because it didn't mean like, oh, I want to talk to them or, oh, I don't want to talk about this. But I just had to put myself there because I wasn't initially. When I said hello, I was not there, especially once it was, you know, clear to me that it was like a conversation that, you know, was being requested to be had. Like, okay, not at this place. But I'm telling you, like, such a beautiful feeling out of all of us that were on the call, like, at the end of it. Like, so good, so happy. Um, and that I believe, like, there's more work always, like, always, because it just, I know that it dawned on me. So again, of like my social and, and personal resume of that, you know, I, there's a, <laughs> there's definitely misconstrued yet again, there's a misinterpretation of me that I am very vocal. No, <laughs> I said, when I started this show, it was a time for me to unmute. And that's exactly what that means, that I have muted myself more. And as much as people have observed and witnessed me speak out and talk out and take up for other people and this and that, um, sometimes for myself, maybe, but really not not as much as I definitely should have throughout my lifetime. Um, I can I can be sure to tell you that like more times than that has it been where I've muted myself, like just 
for many, many, many reasons. Many reasons of being, of always knowing like people don't think like me. So what I'm about to say, like, I really want to be vocal. Like other people, other people always can feel that's, it's a thing about me. Hence why I felt like it was just time to, you know, take advantage of a platform like this to create a space where people feel okay to just dump their stuff out or to listen to me ramble on about talking about my stuff, you know, and just be like, oh, wow, I'm not by myself. Like, I thought the same thing. Um, Chow of, uh, <laughs> you know, like just, just getting it out because I, that's never been me. Like I've muted myself for just many different reasons of if I feel like I'll definitely choose to mute myself. If I feel like the environment is not created, you know, and it's, it's not a healthy enough environment for me to pour out my stuff. I will not, I will choose not to. And the thing is though, is that I, I do it in a way, and, and not even I'm thinking about it, like it is legit, like I can't even say second nature, I think it's my first nature, that in a way that you would just never know. So you wouldn't know. Like I've said before, there's some people that don't really know that I hate them. And I, it's crazy because when I was like a, a BITCH a little bit, maybe like in high school or whatever, it's apparently at some point in middle school, but um, according to some friends, but I don't really, I don't really believe it, but whatever, that, you know, I would make it known if I didn't like you, you had to know it, Right. So it was either that, so it was one or a hundred. I don't know, right? So at the time, like I can be civil, like I could have made sure that you knew that I did not like you for whatever reason. But yeah, I can be very civil, kind, sweet, all of that. Like I, like for what? I'm not about to, like, I just want to be clear that one good time, but other than that, okay. Like if I see you in need or something, that's you that is going to be in your mind to be like, oh no, I don't want Benita to help me because she doesn't like, okay. That doesn't mean I want ill, I, I wish ill upon you. That doesn't mean I don't want good for you. I just might not like you. Especially if I thought I had a reason, but I have grown up. So, excuse me, none of that matters. Um, But again, that's on my social resume. And so I have been told, and even in this conversation was told, like, you know, it was assumed that, you know, I speak up in the center third and I had to be very vocal about not being as vocal as people believe that I am. And it's mostly, usually, nine times out of 10, because I feel like, like, this ain't, Either it's in the right time, environment, space, other people's head space. Like, I don't like to wait. People say I don't like to waste my time. I don't like to waste my words. That's on my social resume. Definitely on my personal resume. Um, I don't like to waste my words. And so um, it's, and it's why, why I say that, going back to the point of, you know, the, your past or your previous resume, whatever might've been on there. Remember with your professional resume, it's always, one, it's good to have different, um, we might get more into this and I'm thinking it through, um, that it's good to have, you know, different versions of your resume, right? Depending on, you know, what you're applying to and all that, who you're sending it to, um, what the objective is, yada, yada, yada. Even though the new age ones, I know they've taken off objective. I always love that. I don't care. I don't think they should be taken off of them. I get it because people would just tell something that sounds good, but it still tells you something about somebody. But either who, um, but about like updating them on a regular basis, right? Things change about you. That's you maintaining awareness about yourself. Things change about you. Um, and And because they do, you, that's where you can't concern yourself. So remember we talked about, see, that's what says the right and wrong way to do everything. Because this won't sound like I'm contradicting what I said a little while ago, which is, you know, that we say we can't worry about what other people think of us, right? That, that's exactly what I meant. What I'm saying, what I'm now saying is that you cannot concern yourself 
with that. We talked about that, the difference that I said that I came to the conclusion that I used to concern myself with other people's stuff and things and whatever. And that wasn't the case. I can care, but it's not my place or business to concern myself with, you know, what you think of me. I could care about it. And that means I'm taking, you know, taking some of it in because it's like, well, if they think I act this way or if I am this way, then I should consider that, you know, and just try to see. And I've done that plenty and plenty and plenty of times. So there are instances, this is for this portion is for the person that feels like, you know, you might've heard so many different things about yourself. Like, I know there's a joke of like, people will be like, oh, I know I'm so nice, but my friends won't tell me that I mean, okay, all that's cute to y'all. It's not to me. Um, I can really be a party pooper. In my mind, that's why I don't, I don't say a lot of stuff. Um, but you know, it's it's not cute just because of like the the mindset of you know like there are actually people out here like me like where I've heard like oh it's your delivery or I, I don't like the way you said something or this or that and it'll be like and and if and it's very rare very seldom that I've been able to have a follow-up conversation for people to be like, you know what? It actually wasn't your tone. It wasn't you. Like it was the way I received it, you know, this and that and this and that. So where, even though in the meantime, I've checked it and tried to check myself of like, okay, is it me? Do I work on me? Do I change things about me? So you can take heed as far as like interpret what somebody has said, right? But you don't have to necessarily digest it and right. Well, I was going to say eat and digest it, but you don't have to necessarily digest it. You can take it in and just bring it up here and think about it. But then once you realize like, oh, this might be something to change myself, then that's what you need to digest. Everything else you spew out. And so when I realized like this doesn't pertain to me, like uh, so many stories of things that went so far left that I know initiated with me being, you know, calm, level headed, sober, like anything that you could think of that would have thrown something off. And so there are instances where, you know, because I know automatically people are like, well, if more than one person has told you, then it must mean that you have to change it. And no, not necessarily. There are people and there are instances out here why I say, hence why I say that we have to get to a place of um, exploring like endless possibilities because it is possible. I hate when I hear people tell stories of like, why would I do this? Because there are people out here that would. Why do you expect people to, to, obviously like to know the in and out of you so much if one if you're not real with yourself but even if you are that's just like you know how for so long of course and it's the same thing for me so I know my analogy sometimes can be wild but um it's the same thing as far as like us growing up that you know black men especially were told you know obey the police and this and that and this and that and so even if they did you cannot automatically assume just because something went haywire something went left especially nowadays that we're seeing it all televised right? And on on cameras and all of people losing their lives at the hands of, you know, police authority, right? We can't assume like, oh, they must have said something smart. Oh, they must have did this. That's my family thinks of me, of when the police beat me like I was a man, like, and it's so far left, like, not at all, (laughs) like, not at all, you know what I mean? So we have to understand that, you know, whatever we have in mind may not necessarily be it. It is possible that whatever you're thinking, whatever you see in your head, that the picture could be totally different. It could mimic that and be a little different, a little off, or it and doesn't even mean off. It just means a little different because it just because it's different in what you imagine it doesn't mean that it's wrong. Different doesn't mean wrong, but you know, that has that negative connotation. So we just try to stay from that word. Um, so much so that I really don't even 
you know, I don't even find myself um, like stressing over like uh, just other stuff, like other people's stuff when I can tell that it's their stuff that they're dealing with. Prime example. Um, yeah, we, this is going to be a continuation of next week. I can already see that now. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you why, because I'm going to start a story and I don't think I'm going to finish it. <laughs> um, oh, no, no, no. Before I get to the story, because I know I'm not going to be able to finish it. So my all in all, with my revelation that I came to with therapy is that I give more attention to situations where it appears that I've offended someone as long as the scenario actually happened. It may not be the instance, like, or the way they recall it, or even the way I recall it. Um, well, if they're offended, then, you know, obviously just the way they recall it. It may not have happened exactly like that, or it could have been more to the story, which is usually nine times out of 10. Like, it's so crazy to experience something with people and, you know, they're just gung-ho or hell-bent over it. And, and I know that they wouldn't know, but I'm in my mind, like, you have no idea how many times I've sat in this seat, like how many times this has been brought to me. And it's because somebody, you know, got offended over something I said when I didn't mean it that way. But in a regular, normal scenario setting, you don't say, oh, I'm saying this because you said, like, nobody thinks, especially me as an over, nope, I got to wait and call myself an overthinker, especially me as a thinker. See how I won't even talk certain stuff over myself anymore? Take note to that. Um, that I said a while ago that I would not refer to myself as an overthinker anymore. I'm just, I am a thinker for sure. Um, and so, you know, like I'll, I'll be thinking like in the, in the time of a hot seat, you know, I'm sitting there thinking like, here I go again, like sitting here and people have no idea how many times I've sat right here, right? Because just like people don't know, people in my life that are close in my life have no idea how much I am for them, for each of them respectively. Um, They have no idea of how much I am for so many other people in my life, just as much as I am for them. Like I am a lot for a lot of people, you know? And that's what sometimes sucks for me that I, that's why I, I don't know. It's not even, I don't know. It's the God in me that is a lot that allows myself to be like, okay, let's mute for a second or let's pause or let's calm about, let's be calm about this because I don't know, like instead of being like, oh, I'm so much for other people. So screw you. All right, whatever. Like, no, because I'm authentically, you know, something to other people. I don't, (laughs) and it's crazy because I guess in, in the times in my life where I wanted to believe that I you know, saw people as easy, easily disposable, like clearly not, right? Or I was selective. I've always been selective. And so the people that are in my life that mean something to me, like I, I give my, I would or do, you know, I give my all to and give my on, give my all for. And so it sucks. Like when I find myself in like that, oh Lord, I go being misunderstood again. Like, here you go. Just never end the story. But like I said, my revelation in therapy was um, that I realized that as long as the scenario actually happened, at least the situation at hand actually happened, may not be how it happened, but that it actually happened. It's something that either one of either one of the parties can recall. I get I now I have learned and I it's like I just said this for the first time, excuse me, today during therapy that I now see why I give my energy to it, why I you know, that innate thing in me that said, that'll calm my own spirit to be like, okay, I'm balling up. Like 
I legit, I'm looking over at my sofa. I was on my sofa at the beginning of that conversation where everything just being dumped out to me and how offended um, they were and, you know, how offensive rather that I was and, you know, and this and, you know, hurt by this. And this one thing I said, and it, like, and I'm sitting there like, okay. And I'm like, my skin is heating up. My, my like, I begin to shake. Like, cause I like, I, uh, some of it is with fury. Cause it's like, bruh, people can always find it easy to f- speak out and uh, not against, but toward Benita. Like, and somehow, hey, Jay-Z, uh, like, at least somebody can relate. I appreciate you. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, I, I got hot. Like, just even think about it, like, legit. And it sucks. But I also realized that, you know, again, like, the the something in me, the God in me, the innate ability, the something um, that allows me to calm myself in a moment like that and to take time and to give it the energy to try to figure it out, to try to reach some point of clarity. It really comes from my past experience, um, past experiences, you know, all of that, uh, uh, honestly, with my mother. And I've I've mentioned before that, you know, it's just been a lot of instances where there were like things that were made up. um, And I've been reprimanded um, for things that literally did not happen, like just did not. And so at least like, and it sucks because there's a, you know, there's a process for everything. So whereas that's the, that's like in the negative. So being reprimanded or yeah, accused of whatever things that did not happen is in the negative. So then a step up to bring me into the positive is at least, you know, the time, the many times in my life where people bring up something that actually like happened that they can refer to. So I'm like, all right, at least it happened. So I'm giving the energy, but now it's for me as I am, as, as we better close out of here. Going back to this, as I am shifting, right? Like I said with the promo, as I am shifting, that I'm, I'm now learning not to just to, because it talks about like tolerating, right? So it says you will begin to, re- as you are shifting, you will begin to realize you are not the same person you used to be. Bingo. That's me. Um, hope that's you too. Um, the things you used to tolerate have become intolerable. So now I'm realizing that, okay, the step up all this time, and I'm 30, going on 31 years old. So all this time, um, at, at least for the past like 10 years, has been that, you know, okay, again, at the least, at least it actually happened. So I can deal with that. I can work through that. But then, uh, we, you know, now to step up from that and shifting, right? You want to shift forward or, you know, shift in a better direction, so in shifting and, and bettering myself and becoming better, the best version of myself is the goal, um, is to make sure that now I that's like, okay, that's the bare minimum. Like, okay, if something had happened, but now it's about clarity. Like it's about, I'm not going to just tolerate because at least in that conversation, which was so good, I'm very proud of myself for just finally like speaking up because I mentioned that, like I, like I said, I muted myself, right? And it just be like, because, just laundry list of becauses. And I like spoke on situations before, like, mm, mm, that's good, Jazzy. Said so Jazzy said they see it and try to bring you down. Um, and a and a lot of times in the in the past for sure, that is absolutely um in one of the sections of my book I had to like explore some of those things that like people will use that and, and try to bring you down with that. Um, and then the crazy part is though, like I said, about exploring endless possibilities is that sometimes they're not necessarily trying to bring you down or at least 
not intentionally, I'll say like, this is family, you know what I mean? And like chosen family of that. So, you know, it's something about family that you choose to be your family. And so I don't necessarily believe it was to bring you down, but I don't, I think they just, they just didn't realize and it's them learning me. And that's why I say like something about like a personal resume that, you know, so that what you're able to check off is what you see about yourself. Can others actually check that same list off? Could you play one of those games? What was that game? I'm thinking like newlyweds. I guess we'll just go with that. <laughs> newlyweds, where you know, they turn or they give the answers and try to see if it's the same. Like, could, you know, other people in your close circle, could they play the newlywed game with you about what's on your personal resume? And if not, then there's definitely just some work to do. And obviously it starts with creating your own personal resume of just who you are as a person, what your skill set is, where it came from. So then it really draws you into kind of writing, you know, a novel <laughs> for each thing. Like, oh, I'm this way because, ooh, child, da, 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 da. I'm this way because this great thing happened and it helped me to become, like, it just, it, it goes, it goes and it goes. Um, and so, uh, let's see. Oh, so it's, it's, I know I, I mentioned, um, because then the, the, we know that the misinterpretation, things that are being misconstrued crosses, uh, it crosses between, um, uh, generations, right? And so when we talk about bridging the gap in different areas, different ways, no matter what type of work you do, you've at least heard bridging the gap somewhere, some kind of way. Um, at least I have a million times in all all the roles and positions that I have um, held and, and set in. And so when we talk about bridging the gap, though, as far as like and tying it into like your personal or social resume, um, what's the bridge you're, you're building inside of yourself? Mm. <laughs> like what, where are you filling the gap? So like I'll, a prime example that I, as a, as a prayer warrior, right? Someone clearly selected to, you know, carry people in prayer and to stand in the gap, meaning that, you know, you're standing, you know, uh, or I'm standing proxy. And it means that you're standing in the gap and standing, you know, for the people that are in need of prayer that may not necessarily know how to. They may not know who to pray for, who to pray to, how to pray to, may not know what to pray. Just they may not know who, what, when, where, how <laughs> and why to pray. And so you are praying for those people um, and for their situations, right? You know, you see it all the time. People like, oh, pray for me. Keep me lifting and pray, child. So people like a me and just many other people on this earth that are, you know, selected and chosen to pray for others, which really could be any and all of us. Like you can absolutely pray for others. But, you know, we, we do learn that there are some that, like I know for sure, my late great, uh, like adopted grandmother, um, Mama Hayes, shout out to her. Definitely somebody that got a prayer through and just the sweetest thing you could ever imagine. Like this, why you hear me? Just this, why hey, just wrapped them arms around her a million times, but could definitely get a prayer through. And I knew that all the way back when I would take naps on her plastic uh, covered sofa. Like I knew that way back when. So I know for sure. So God rest her soul. I know exactly where she went. Amen. Um, but you know, it's like so when we talk so about standing in the gap and, and bridging that gap. How are you bridging the gaps that reside within you? Like, where where are they? Where are they? Why do they exist? How did they get there? What are you doing to to close them up? The bridging the gap either means that this gap is going to remain, but there's some way to get from one side of it to the other, 
or to close these gaps, okay? Are you going to go put braces on the gaps, not in your teeth, but in your soul, in your spirit? Are you going to the spiritual dentist to get these braces put on in order to close these gaps up? How long are you, where are you in that process? How long do you foresee that process being in order to close these gaps for you or to bridge these gaps? I don't know really much about braces at all, but I think there's something in there called a bridge or something. But either way, braces. (laughs) So, you know, what, what, what is it that you're doing in your own self? So in the same token, don't allow one bad anything erase all the good that God has done in your life. That is most certainly your B-tip of the week. That's your B-tip of the year. I might staple it and say it every, every episode this year. I'm not sure. Don't you dare allow one bad thing, not one bad pandemic. And it's pretty bad. I get it. Don't get me wrong. But don't you dare allow this to erase all the good that God has done. Not one bad day, not one bad year, one bad season in your life or anything else in between. Don't you dare allow, you know, and I mean, I know even so if we think of the social unrest, right? Instance after instance, occurrence after occurrence, unfortunate. Okay. So there were right before, you know, justice for Breonna Taylor. There have been so many other, you know, just situations, whether they, you know, mirrored, you know, um, her murder um, or not, you know, either way, just of seeing, you know, the lives of our fellow skin folk, brother and sisters, right? Losing their lives at the hands of who was sworn in to, you know, by oath to protect and to serve us. Um, It... (laughs) And it's, it's, it's a tough one to, to take in and try to make sense of it, but it still is as a Karen. It's like, it's, don't you let one, you know, when one happens, don't you let that erase all good that had, that is to come, that has been, that still is in, in, in current times, right? There is always some good because God still exists in all of it. Um, and so it is the journey of life is for you to find that. So at least if you find, if you <laughs> spend, because I won't say waste, if you spend your time and energy finding the good in life as you matriculate through, so as you move through life, um, I, I I can almost guarantee you that you you know you'll you'll have a good life at, at the end of it, because at least you were in search of the good because that spoke to you know your belief and your hope and your faith in the fact that there was good even in the midst of it all, right? So don't you dare allow one bad anything, even if, you know, like I said, there are different occurrences that come up and be like, well, it was seven of them. So can I, can I erase all the good now? No, because then there were 70 more things that were good before, during, and after. Like, no, that's what I meant by just saying, like, you know, when we think about the social unrest and things, like don't allow, you know, they stormed the Capitol, got it. The good end is that we're able to kind of sit back. And if I can speak to that for one minute, we definitely want to spill over into next week all about this because I got some more notes. Um, and not even a lot of them. It's crazy. You should have a lot more notes. But either way, but just talking through this. But there, um, <laughs> when we talk about like storming the Capitol and us watching and all that, there's some of the good in it is that we're able to uh, obtain a, a perspective, whether if it's new for some. Um, or just different perspective. This is how 
I'm sure white people have been able to look on to stuff that we've dealt with, even though they created it for us. Okay. Um, but they've been able to watch our stuff as we, you know, kill each other and, you know, just do other things to toward each other. Not so good that they're able to look at, you know, things happen to us and just not care. Um, because watching everything about the Capitol, I mean, have, have you lost sleep? Did you lose sleep when you heard about, you know, the Confederate King or uh, Captain Confederacy, you know, getting turning himself into federal police? No. So there, there is some good and just about all of it. So either who I've learned that people will really think a way of me that I can, uh, that can be so far away from who I am. Um, and so it is on me to know exactly who it is that I am and to stand firm in that. I want you to do the same until next week, be the mix that you are. Feel free to do that, uh, over and over again. I love you. Peace. Thank you.